All right, here we go. Here we go. It was a packed house at Doug Campbell Stadium. I know it's going to be a packed house in here. Oh, Trey, people are shouting out Trey. Trey, Trey, Trey's got the night off tonight. All right, he put up a forty-four to fourteen kind of game. Trey gets the night off. Trey's got some family in town. I said, Trey, take the night off. I got this one for you tonight. Hopefully, the people don't hate me too much. Kev's going to join us here in a minute. Whew, another impressive performance. I, I got to be honest. I thought this was going to be a sloppy game. Of course, I, I thought the tape was probably going to start. But then, obviously, the, as the week went on, it became more and more clear that Jordan was healthy, you know, you know with, within reason, but that Jordan was going to be your starting quarterback. And when Jordan's going to be your starting quarterback, you're going to have a shot in – I would I would say it's safe to say at this point, every game, um, this was a team performance. Uh, I don't, I can't recall the last game against a team, you know, BC's not good, but uh, a, a team that has the reputation of a Boston college. The last time the Florida state went out and absolutely manhandled a team like that. And they manhandled them. Um, we're going to get into the game, going to talk a little bit of positive, going to talk a little bit of negative, because I think it's fair to have an honest conversation about everything that went on. Um, but hell of a performance by this football team. Really was impressed that they came out in that second half and fought their tails off still. A lot of times you'll see teams uh, kind of tap out. thought I saw Boston College quit a little bit uh, with some of their starters in there in the second half. But Florida State really kept it going, and they really kind of had a lot of energy there in the second half, which is, you know, I think can be rare at times. It's hard to keep guys motivated and focused. Uh, we've seen it a little bit over the past couple seasons where teams come out in the second half, start start with a negative. You want me to start with a negative? I'm not. It's not a lot of negative. Uh, it's it's just some some areas of concern. I wouldn't say it's a, a big negative, but uh, we're we're going to get to that. I'm trying to kill a little bit of time here because I think Kev's going to join us shortly. So, again, it was a 44, 44 to 14 victory for Florida State. They moved to 4-0 on the season. Uh, yeah, that's kicking. Yeah, for sure. All right, here's Kev. I'm going to add him in here. What is up, Kev? How's it going? It's going, man. We're just uh, getting a little in- introduction in here. Um, haven't really jumped into the nuts and bolts of the game yet. So I'm going to ask you now, you were there, it was live. What did it feel like in front of that crowd? So uh, it wasn't, so at first it was super awesome, right? Like the the beginning, the kickoff return was electric. Um, and then Florida State just kind of, kind of shut everybody up. You know, they, they, they went out yeah. there and performed and there was almost no reason to be hyped for the, for the rest of the game. So it was, it was awesome. I felt like the crowd uh, energized the, the kids at, at the beginning of the game. And then mm-hmm. uh, just kind of, you know, the, the crowd was waiting for something to happen. And it just, Florida State just rolled. And um, it was it was almost good that FSU didn't get hyped. You know, there were there were a few times where the crowd got up and got going. But it, it was, I was kind of reflecting on, it was odd how one of the... Um, the only packed house game I've been to as a, as 
living in Tallahassee was actually one of the more chill games I've been to. And it's because of just how, how well this team performed. Yeah. They, they, from start to finish. I mean, let's just get right into it. Trey Benson taking the opening kickoff back to the house. <laughs> That's incredible. His first kickoff return ever. Uh, I believe they, they commented uh, on the broadcast. The first kickoff return to open a game for a touchdown uh, in FBS this season, which is pretty remarkable also. Um, Mike Norvell's talked about special teams since the time he got here. They were a little embarrassing last year, but damn it, they weren't impressive tonight. I thought they they filled the ball well in the punt return game, even though um, Micah, Micah muffed a – you know, he kind of bobbled a couple. But I thought he made good decisions. Kick return was incredible. Um, the punt, <laughs> they jinxed him on the broadcast. The ball goes out. They had had 100 straight punts without a touchback. And that one, of course, just rolls in as they get faked out by uh, Zay Flowers. But really, on on the night, I thought I thought the special teams played really well. Yes, it was unfortunate that um, Fitzpatrick missed an extra point. Yeah. But you know what? He made his field. He made his field goal. I thought all in all, he kicked the ball pretty well. It looks like maybe he's kind of getting some things figured out. And so I felt like, little... so I felt like in, in the second quarter there, or I guess the end of the first quarter, I felt like it was third and like eight and mm-hmm. they ran the ball to the middle of the field. And it felt like they were just doing it. We're up 21 points. They didn't want to risk it. And they just wanted to kind of build his confidence a little bit. Yeah. That's kind of what it felt like. Give him an easy mm-hmm. kick, build his confidence. Um, Cause you know, if they're going to try to get a third and eight, you're going to put Jordan Travis in an empty set and try to, try to get something but i i think they were just trying to kind of build up his his confidence um, yeah i i think so um they gave him a chip shot field goal he was able to make that again he misses the extra point but he made all of his other extra points and there were quite a few of them on the night um so i'm gonna gonna try to take an optimistic approach there with him and hope that he's figuring some things out um can can i can i bring something up sure bring up whatever you want i thought adam fuller showed his if if louisville is the downside of adam fuller boston college is the upside of adam fuller um sitting playing a lot of two safety looks kind of shutting down the passing game and then i thought he did a great job dialing up pressure when it was appropriate i thought he um i thought he did an excellent game plan obviously boston college's offense isn't anything to write home about but uh right I mean that that performance. I mean holding anybody to. I mean the the stats will be inflated because of the last last drive and once you mm-hmm. put the secondary people in. But man, if if that defense didn't look good today. Yeah. So uh, let's see. I'm going to try to read this stat slate. Kev's favorite stats. The uh, game on paper. Oh, looks I've got like it here. Boston, looks like Boston College had 261 yards of offense on the night. Um, yeah, if you want to share my screen, uh, we can kind of take a look at it together. Absolutely. Let me do that. Uh, window. You, you can just click on my screen and it'll pop right up. It's at the bottom there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, game on paper if you want to see some advanced stats. Uh, yeah, let's see if we can zoom in, make it a little bit clearer. Yeah, it's tough, tough, tough to read, but that's a little bit better. Okay, so uh, success rate, uh, you, 
you got to like to see this. Um, I guess our success rate really wasn't much better. I, that's the one downside of this game. So if I if I walked away from this game feeling any sort of downside, it was the fact that I didn't feel like you won the line of scrimmage on offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did you feel about that? Yeah, no, I don't disagree with you, but I would say that I would say that you were able to get through their initial line for the most part. I thought there were times where they were able to they they got a little bit of they, they've got some they got a couple negative uh, stops. I thought you were able to get by their first line for the most part on the night. They they play with eight guys in the box quite a bit. Yeah, they you, do. You clearly were not going to run Jordan Travis on any kind of design stuff, so I don't think they respected that a ton. Um, I, I think the run game was okay, but I did I did think that they uh, were able to kind of hold you those two and three yard runs until late in the game when you know obviously Trey breaks a big one. They were able to hit a couple with Ro- uh, Rodney Hill that I think are going to inflate the stats a little bit. But yeah, no, I, I mean, I thought they played with eight in the box uh, quite a bit on the night. And, yeah, they did. Uh, I thought that that impacted the run game because they, they knew you weren't going to run Jordan Travis. So while, yeah, the success rate's down a little bit, I do think that that's a, uh, I think it's a bit of a mirage. Man, you got to, <laughs> this, this is, this is truly the, the dominant um the dominant thing you can look at 8.28 yards per play versus 4.14 um double i mean that's just insane and i mean what's interesting is when you look at the like the success rate the um yeah i was just here successful plays they're at 24 we're at 27 they're at 38 percent successful plays we're at 42 so that means on an average down to down uh i would say that you know uh our our lines I mean, we weren't blowing them off the line on both sides mm-hmm. of the ball. Like it was a pretty even success rate, which I think you can kind of look at, um, kind of think of as more of an offensive line stat, defensive line stat. Um, but then you look at every other statistic and it's off the chart. And I think you got to give credit to the skill players. I mean, yeah. you saw, you know, Johnny Wilson did what Johnny Wilson does. Mike, Micah Pittman had a few big catches. Darian mm-hmm. Williamson is probably the first time most, most Florida State fans are even hearing this kid's name. And he... I mean, how much? How many yards did he catch for? Um, yeah, I they were they just did screens because Boston College was playing in uh, man free and just loading up the box, and so you can kind of get a little pick play yeah. on the screen. But well, Boston College certainly wanted to try to be very aggressive defensively, take away the run, press on the edges, and see if you know Jordan Travis and the wide receivers come out and beat them and. I mean, Jordan Travis came out and kicked their ass. If we're being completely honest, had and I think throws, that was. I think, he, I think he had a couple of throws he'd like to have back, but I mean, he just looks so in control throughout the game. Um, never at any point does he look like he doesn't know what's going on across the field from him. He looks so prepared for any defense uh, that he's seen thus far, and then he just knows where to go with the ball. Um, you know, obviously preparation is king. If you know what's going on across the ball from you, then you can get into the right play and you can get the ball into the guy's hands that are going to be A, B open and B can make do something with it. Um, he, he and Mike Norvell are in lockstep throughout the game. They're calling out pressures. What I what I was really pleased with and impressed with the night, you know, and it helps when you're at home. Um, they really handled the cadence well. Uh, you know, yeah. Boston College is bringing so much pressure. They were able to do some false, uh, some some false claps. They 
They'd clap it and act like they were going to snap the ball. BC, BC would kind of tip their cap or uh, tip their hand, show what they were doing, and they were able to check it at the sideline and get into a better play. Um, it happened quite a bit in the first half. The second half, they kind of got away from it because you know BC went very vanilla. Florida State went very vanilla. Really, at the point that they went up 24 to nothing, the game got really vanilla. Florida State just said, okay, whatever, we're going to kind of pack it in. You know, do some do some simple stuff, not do anything crazy. They quit motion in. They kind of limited their formations down a little bit, narrowed their narrowed the playbook. Um, so yeah, for the most for the most part, it, I was really, really, really impressed with Jordan Travis, which is not a shock because he played very well. Um, I I actually thought this was Jordan Travis's worst game on the season. Well, that's because you're crazy. I thought that um, he missed a couple open guys. There were a couple. Yeah. He did scenarios where there was miscommunications. Um, and I think if we're talking about him throwing for 300 yards and a touchdown as, as I think probably one of his worst performances. Um, I mean that, I mean a 0.65 EPA per play is insane. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. Um, that's, I, I don't even know how to describe that. That, that means you're, that means on average you're expecting he's scoring He's he's netting you every time he drops back to pass over half a point mm-hmm. per play. Like yeah, think about incredible. that. It's incredible. So the man for for the 25 times he dropped back to pass, I mean that's I mean that's that's 12 14 points just on 25 attempts. Yeah. All right. It's crazy. Well, so so here here's the thing. Th- this was a this was total domination tonight. Um I feel like we could have a conversation about this game and spend a lot of time talking about a game in which they blew out a, an opponent that, you know, let's be frank and honest. BC was really undermatched, you know, overmatched from the get go. Yeah. Their, Florida their, State. Their offensive line was pathetic. Yeah. Defensively, they just don't have a lot of speed. Uh, they're, st- they're still a top 10 or top 50 defense. I mean, they're, yeah, they're they not are. They, a they, bad defense. They, they, they muddied a lot of stuff up. They kind of tried to make a play really ugly. Um, and they were relatively successful at that. And the, the success rate kind of shows you that they weren't letting oh, you have Jesus. easy things, but, uh, when you did break it, you were breaking it for a long, long runs, you know? Hey, D- hey David G, if you, if you want to hear Brendan and Chris, they'll, they'll be on, um, they'll do their, their OTB Monday <laughs> or Tuesday this week. If, if you don't want to hear us talk about the game, see ya, whatever. Okay. I don't, I don't really care. Right. So, we're, so we're what, what do you want to talk about, AB? Yeah, I, I want to pu- I want to push it forward. There's a humongous game coming up next week. It's going to be a 3:30 kick uh, against Wake Forest. Um, we, we can tie in what happened tonight and talk about that game because I think that's more important at this point. Uh, aren't you guys happy about being 4-0 in such a long time? Hell yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but look, there's a lot of football left to be played. I mean, I'm not, I'm not here for, I'm not here for the BS. Uh, so if people are, are unhappy that we're not j- doing jumping jacks at 1136 over, <laughs> over a beaten beat Boston college, okay. I'm going to four to 14, whatever. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to, I'm going to make them happy for, for give me 60 seconds. All right. Jordan Travis looked good. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the country. There you have it. Trey Benson. Uh, I mean, that was the first kick I remember him returning um, on the season, and he returned it to the house. Incredible athlete, went mm-hmm. out there and ran the ball hard. He was your most effective runner. 
and we were criticizing him last week for for not um, running hard through tackles against Louisville. Um, I mean, you know what you have in Trayshawn Ward. Uh, Darian Williamson looked good. Unfortunately, it looked like he got injured. The defense looked good to elite. Um, you see what this team can do when they're not having to face one of the most dynamic running quarterbacks, which is what they had to face in week one and three. Uh, this defense is, I I thought, preseason. Um, <laughs> I thought preseason that this defense was going to be a top 25 defense, and they haven't been. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they can handle it. I think there's a good chance that they show well against Wake Forest. Um, and I think that mm -hmm. as long as you're not facing a scrambling quarterback, you can sit in that too high shell and let your defensive line feast. I think the big yeah. question with Wake Forest is, I don't think you're going to be able to stop them if you don't have Fabian Lovett and Jared Verse. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a decent chance versus back. We'll see. Um, Lovett, they kind of showed him on the on the post game. He was walking around. He's got the he's got one crutch. Looks like he's still got a boot on. So we'll see. We're not going to do a whole lot of conversation about uh, injuries because I don't want to get the boys in trouble. Um, so it is what it is. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know really, anything. I'd really that. rather them not get kicked out of practice because I'm on here talking about injuries. Uh, I I would pay close attention to the practice reports, though. I think that they'll, I think they'll give you a decent idea if you paid attention this week. You kind of got the sense that Jordan Travis might play based on some of the stuff that Chris was saying. I think that you could you, you'll get a good sense of who's going to play and who's not um, this upcoming week. Again, I, I think there's a good shot that Verse will be back though. Um, you didn't come out of the you, you came out of the night without a lot of injuries, which is a positive. Looking forward to Wake Forest. I, I don't know, man. People really hyped up the Clemson uh, DC uh, that he was the brain trust behind Venable's defense. I didn't see it today. Um, uh, Clemson's game plan was was terrible today. Yeah, so I, I do think the two I, th I do think the two shells going to work really good against them. But I, I am concerned about the D line. Uh, you know that that mesh is a pain in the ass to prepare it for. It's really tough. It it allows them to be successful running the ball and allows them to be successful pass blocking because you don't know what's going on for such a long period of time. Um, and I say long period of time; it's like two seconds or whatever. But that's long in the sense of a football play. So I do have some concerns about that. I do think it's going to be an awesome game, though. Um, I think it's one of those games you're probably going to need to again, rely on Jordan Travis to come out there and play as well as he uh, play as well as he has been playing this season. Yeah. Um, it was good. I think that he was able to get out there and play tonight uh, and not be put in danger of maybe injuring himself more. You were able to get him out there, get him back in a little bit of a rhythm. You know, he, he, threw the ball to Johnny, threw the ball to McLean, he threw the ball all over the field to all kinds of guys. It's nice to see him be able to work that back in. So you're going into Wake feeling like there's still that rhythm off offensively. Um, I, if Wake's going to sit in that three-man front. Yeah, they're, they they're going to play a lot of tight front. Yeah, which they played a lot today. I thought Clemson had a chance to run the ball more than they did. Um DJ I mean, that, that three man front's designed to stop inside zone. And I think right. that's what it is. That's what and, Clemson wants to run. And we want to run outside zone. Um, yeah, they so tried I, outside zone several times. It didn't seem like it worked tonight. It started popping though. I, did. I didn't think it, I didn't, frankly, I didn't think it worked tonight because they wanted to run it out of these tight formations so much. Um, 
you know, they, they, they ran a lot of that compressed doubles. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. I, I, th- I thought they could have spread BC out and they really, they did it with Tate. They yeah. When the Tate came in, it definitely did with, then they did with yeah. Jordan. And when they spread the field with Tate, the running game got better. Um, maybe it's because of the situation like where they're at, in the, you know, in the game, I thought they could have spread the ball more and tried to run. Um, but I think that they wanted to, I think they wanted to protect Jordan a little bit. Um, yeah. So it made, it made some sense that they went uh, with some of that tight stuff. Can we talk about something real quick? Sure. Talk about whatever you want. Tate Rotomaker pulled <laughs> a read option. I saw it happening in real time. I had the perfect angle. My man, Tate, yeah. I, we didn't. So, there's been some debate whether or not that read has even been open for Tate. Um, yeah. So when you're, when you're doing a read option, you watch the backside defensive end. If he washes down to take the, the running back, then you pull it. Um, so we weren't sure if that was even an option for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he pulled it and got a first down and uh, actually looked pretty decent out in space. So I, I think that is an encouraging sign that they're looking to open that up for him uh, if he has yeah. to play some more time in the future. So, I thought Tate. I thought Tate actually looked pretty sharp out there. He made a, a throw over the middle that was kind of tough. He made the right read, getting the ball out to Benson early. Uh, he pulled it on a read option. Nothing that was crazy, but um, I mean the the defense has to respect him throwing the football. And yeah, I I think you saw Boston College actually back off a little bit once once he was in the game. So the um, the most impressive play to me from Tate was the one where he was able to step up in the pocket. Um, we've seen Tate in the past, put his head down and get wrecked. Uh, he stepped up. There was edge pressure on both sides. He was able to climb the pocket and then get off and then deliver the ball short to the left. I think it was to Benson. Um, uh, that was the play that impressed me the most out of Tate, Mm. which while I thought he looked very confident on the night, that was one of those ones where we've seen him in the past, just kind of crumble to the pressure. He, he's, he's always seen the rush. He's always felt the rush. I thought that was a great sign. It shows that he's maturing as a quarterback. Um, maybe, maybe getting your getting an opportunity where you're going into next year, feeling confident in him being your starter. We'll, we'll see. Um, yeah. You know, obviously, if there's an opportunity to get Jordan Travis back, you want to do that just because of the steps, you know, the growth that he's made. But it was a uh, yeah. There's a lot of positive signs of, of development with, uh, with with Tate. Can we shout out Tony Tokars? Because yeah, he's done an incredible job. Uh, I mean, Jordan Travis, I thought he looked like a top fifteen quarterback last year. This year, he's yeah. looking like a top five quarterback. If I'm going to be yeah. completely honest with you, like watch if you sit down and watch all of college football games. Really, the only dual threat quarterback I've seen that's even been comparable to him has been uh, Hooker at Tennessee, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe the kid at Arkansas. Um, but I don't know, man. He's just he just week in week out has been very consistent. Has a control of the game. Uh, yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if people start talking about him more outside of the Florida State sphere. The kid, the kid is built to play college football. <laughs> Whether yeah, or not that translates to the next level, I don't know. But um, yeah. yeah. So uh, you were just talking about Wake Forest. I kind of wanted to address something. Uh, so people saying Clemson's uh secondary is dookie and they are not great but to be fair to them uh clemson's defensive coordinator did not put them in a su- position to succeed i, I don't know not if the the announcers talked about this at all but clemson sat uh in a one high shell and was just bringing pressure and they were trying to blow up that mesh point by just bringing the house and 
The problem is that just doesn't work against Wake Forest. Uh, they'll get the ball out anyways, mm-hmm. and they'll just take their one-on-one shots, hit back shoulder fades to A.T. Perry, and they're just going to run you. And it wasn't until the fourth quarter where they adjusted and uh, finally kind of shut down Wake a little bit. But uh, Florida State has a different game plan going into Wake Forest. Uh, I, I would assume they've been kind of sitting in a too-high shell, kind of letting teams run on them if they want to. And trusting a defensive line, I think that's what they're going to do against Wake Forest. I think that's the right thing to do against Wake Forest. Um, uh, and Wake Wake Forest's defense is not terrible. Uh, Clemson's DJ Uangale had the best game of his life today. Um, Second best game of his life. Notre Dame two years ago was his best. Uh, he looked like garbage against Notre Dame two years ago. No, he didn't. He put up stats, but he didn't look good. Oh, stop. Kid can't throw to the left. Um yeah, it's a weird problem to have. Um, so <clears throat> what was I going to say? Yeah, so we're going to have a different game plan against uh, Wake Forest. I can almost guarantee you. So it'll be interesting to see how that turns out. That's why I was saying you kind of need healthy defensive line because because um, you're going to probably rely on them. What was interesting, so let's talk about this because this is kind of a debate we've been having kind of off air between each other. So we felt like Adam Fuller s- stuck in a too high shell for too long against Louisville and mm-hmm. let him run. And we yep. said that was wrong against Louisville, but against, you know, a pocket passer at Boston College without a good offensive line, it makes sense to sit in the too high shell. And they right. did, but they did. It seemed like they blitzed a lot more this game than they did against, um, than they did against, uh, Boston or than it, they did against Louisville. Yeah, did you did. see the same thing? I did, but I think it does make some sense knowing the weakness that you had uh, across that offensive line. I think it makes some sense to pick and choose your your opportunities to blitz. I mean, they the first play of the game they brought a safety pressure, um, which that kind of shocked me. But I would yeah, I would I think over that. the over the course of the game, they they I'm sure. Well, you can speak to some of the coverage. It's hard to see on the on the uh, TV copy. Over the course of the game, though, I would say they were in two shell more than, more than, uh, more than not. I mean, I don't know how many blitzes they they brought. We'll we'll look at it as we rewatch. But they did bring pressure. But I thought really they were able to get home with four. Um, yeah, I thought I thought Briggs had his best game of the season tonight. McClendon played well. Pat Payton, Pat Payton yeah, really looked, looked good. really good. He had that, he had that one play where he had great bend around the edge was able to get to Phil uh, Jerkovich, but wasn't able to get him down. Um, but yeah, I, I, we, I think that, that you and I, we texted about it as the game was going on. We were a little bit surprised that they were bringing as much pressure as they were. But I think over the course of the game, it probably wasn't as much as we thought. I, what I liked the most and what it seems uh, Adam Fuller struggled with against Louisville was turning the D-line loose. Um, mm. They really kind of... They did that mush rush. That's how I refer to it anyway, where they kind of are just contain rushing the quarterback. They're not looking to actually, if they can get to him, they then great, but they're not really looking to get to him. They're looking to keep him in the pocket, keep him contained and let it, you know, force him to step up into the spy tonight. The D the D line just was turned loose the whole game. I mean, they were creating a lot of havoc in the backfield and they weren't worried. They were playing the run on the way to the pat, you know, on the way to the quarterback, as opposed to trying to, you know, keep everything neat, keep everything in, you know, contained. They really got after it. And I think if we'd have done that last week, we would have seen a little bit better defensive performance. But hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. I'm Hopefully curious. we see him adjust against 
you know, Syracuse. Yeah, yeah. That'll, that'll be the next well, – Clemson might be the next test re- realistically because they are right. running DJ. Um, they're, they're doing some stuff with him. I, I'm really anxious to see what they do next week. I wish they would have gotten the shutout tonight. That would have been <laughs> that would have been nice. I think that they deserved it. They were able to get a ton of backups in. We saw Sam McCall play. We saw – Yeah, Mark can we play. talk about Thomas? Can we talk about Az- Azari yeah, A. Thomas? Absolutely. The kid – I mean, he looks the part. Uh, we've been saying it since the spring. Um, I was really impressed by his willingness to get in the box. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought that I thought he covered well, but I was, you know, he's a long rangey kid, and that's the kind of kid that usually plays like field corner, the one that you you don't really ask to to kind of be a in the box presence, make tackle, make tackles. But he 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 made a couple tackles in the box, and I, I thought. Mm-hmm. I thought he had a great game and I will be curious to see if this game kind of earned him some reps going forward as we go into this stretch where, you know, corner depth is going to be important when you're facing uh, Dennis Leary and yeah, yeah. Uh, Sam Hartman, you know, you, you need guys that you can rotate there. Yeah. They're, they're going to continue to need him. Um, yeah. I, I, w- I do want to Chet dog said, you know, Wait till we see the film. I agree. I, I want to rewatch. Oh yeah, he was out of place a couple times. Definitely. Yeah, he was, and, and I think that that's why you haven't seen him yet. But let him, you know, let him get that confidence. He's got some tape now where he can you can coach him up. Obviously, they're using the tape from practice, but you know, practicing games are different. So it'd be nice to have some of that that you could show him and and, and coach him up on. Um, he had the one where they did the end around, and he actually chased the thing down. He was in man coverage. He chased the thing down from the backside. It was a great play. Um, he looks very promising. I hope that they can continue to get him up to speed because I agree they're going to need him. You know, those big physical wide receivers from Clemson would be great to have AZ out there to match up with the, them because he's a big physical kid himself. Um, I thought Brendan Gant had a decent game. He is a yeah, he's coming a along. Li- he's a bit of a liability in the, in the run game. Um, he's not always where he needs to be, but I, you know, with that explosiveness and that speed. He makes up for a lot of stuff, so it's good. You know, they need to keep dragging him along here and get him to where he's um, an even better player than where he was today. Uh, obviously, Kalen Deloach and Tatum Bethune. It looked like Bethune went out at 21 nothing and didn't come back. Uh, I'm going to assume they just kind of held him out because they didn't need him. Um, a lot of turnovers tonight, which was impressive. I thought I, I'm going to be honest. I thought Jerkovic was horrible. Um, he did not I, look good. No. He had one drive where he looked good, but that was because he was picking on Jerry and Jones. And yeah, I, I just really thought he played really poorly. And I, some of that's to Florida State's credit because they were uh, bringing so much pressure and getting to him. Um, so yeah, but to be, yeah, yeah, they were getting pressure on him, and I thought they were doing a pretty good job covering downfield. But it mm-hmm. helps to be able to just stay in that too high shell because on both sides of the field, you're getting kind of double teams. Um, yeah, Zay Flowers, I was surprised they didn't do more like shallows and meshes Mm -hmm. to get the ball in Zay Flowers' hands early. I think that's kind of a defensive coach being a defensive coach and wanting to move the ball by running the ball. I don't know. You need to get the ball in that kid's hand. He was the only only guy with a a pulse on their offense. Yeah. I'm Um, seeing some Armella talk in the chat. I thought Armella did okay. Um they had him on the counter tray. It looked like his footwork was messed up and he kind of got caught up. 
Uh, I don't think he's quite ready yet, but we'll see. Uh, you know, you got to keep bringing him along. I didn't think Jazz played as bad tonight as he did last week, which is promising. Um, I didn't think he could play a lot worse than he did last week. So I'm glad he glad he played a better game. Uh, D-line as a whole, I do think that BC defense is decent, especially when they've got eight in the box against a run. I mean, uh, SP Plus has them better better than Louisville, so... Yeah, so it, it's not shocking to me that the run game struggled some, uh, even though what would they still run for? I mean, they still ran for uh, Boston College. Give me so a second. Keep talking, I'll find it. Ran for yeah. a, they ran for 196 yards and 5.6 yards per play Yeah, uh, with the run game. So, you know, obviously there's still some success. Some of that's in, in garbage time, though. But they did pop a few good runs. I mean, Trey Benson's... Uh, his first offensive touchdown was a nice run. Um, I, I I did think Florida State kind of bought, you know kind of really mailed it in, packed it in, so to speak, what they were trying to run and what they were trying to do, and help themselves. I was yeah. disappointed in that one fourth down where they ran the ball with Trey to the left um, that they weren't able to pick that up. He kind of got stuffed in the hole. Would oh, the fourth down. Him, yeah, yeah. Would love to see him convert that, but uh, yeah, I mean. Hey, their their kid just won a battle in the hole. Uh, I didn't think Trey pity. You know, I didn't think he tippy toed it. I thought he hit it pretty good. Uh, he had to make a he had to make a cut to get into the hole, and I thought their guy just uh, made the play. I hope Darian Williamson's back because he looked really good. He really, uh, did. but that's kind of been in his mo. He's a guy that's been hurt a lot. Um, so, you know, he, he's making a ton of plays, gets dinged up. Um, I don't know. But but I think what you saw tonight and one of the encouraging things is Darian Williamson was not on people's radar. Yeah. Uh, Micah Pittman was disappointing people and they were saying, where was he? But it's looking more and more like potentially Florida State has has a a room of wide receivers that can step up. I mean, Kentron Portier caught a frigging contested ball i mean it's a great ball by jordan travis but uh, it's still a great catch um i thought i thought you know yeah i don't know i i I was impressed by the wide receivers tonight cameron mcdonald looked okay catching those uh posts over the middle um that i give a lot of credit for jordan travis for recognizing uh when they went to two high safeties hitting that that weak zone um you know you you just You've had multiple receivers step up. You've had Deuce Span look good in stretches. You've had mm-hmm. Ontario Wilson, Pokey Wilson looking good. Um, and now Port or uh, now Williamson and Portier had two two great games, and you're just thinking, well, uh, we we now have five or six guys that have shown a pulse on the wide receiver room compared to to really Pokey last year, you know, and and Malik McLean once or twice. Um, yeah, I see some folks asking, is our wide receiver room the best in the ACC? I wouldn't go that far. They, they've definitely made a lot of strides, though, and are showing that they can compete in every game and not be outmatched. So that that's a positive, obviously. Um, what's nice is they doubled. You know, they did naturally what I think you're going to see teams start to do consistently now. They doubled Johnny. They had a safety over the top most of the game, and they had a corner on him. Uh so when that happens, somebody else has got to start winning. We saw Pittman make plays tonight. We saw Ontario Wilson make plays tonight. 
We saw Darian Williamson make plays tonight. Uh, we saw Portier make a play tonight. Um, and what's really nice is while we've been critical of the O-line and run game, they held up really well in the passing in pass pro. Um, Jordan got harassed a couple times. Guys got near him. I think he was sacked once or they gave up one sack on the night. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, but Florida state. Yeah. I don't think we gave up a sack tonight. Either way, he was pressured a couple times, but not a ton. And even that's again, some five and six man pressures. They were able to pick it up. The backs blocked really well in, in, in pass pro. Yep. And that gives Jordan opportunity to look guys off and go back to places. Um, the, the touchdown, to uh Kentron, they ran a they ran, I believe they ran a dig or an over um to pull to to hold the one safety. And Portier does like a little whip and then takes it to a fade and they essentially ran a slot fade to him. And uh, you know, that all that takes time. And they were able to give him uh, give Jordan enough time to get the ball down there. So that's nice to see. Um I see somebody's asking what happened to Jakai Douglas. I think Jakai should be back fairly soon i would imagine yeah relatively but, soon yeah he had an injury in the first scrimmage i think uh so he, so he should be returning soon um so i think i think this is a good question um what do you think i i lost where it was but uh what do you think is the the one place that you are, I, I think we can both agree Florida State played about as as great of a game as they could have played. Let's let's start with that. But what is the the first place you would be looking for 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 improvement uh, on this team? Where do you think um, they struggled the most tonight? Hmm. Uh, no, Jared versus not out for the year. Uh, just answering that question real quick. Um, <laughs> place that I would want to see. I have my answer. So I still think you can be better at corner. Um, okay. Yeah. I still don't love them out there. Even I, it was nice to see Duke Cooper get a lot of, get a lot of burn tonight. It was good yeah. to see him back. He looked actually looked, I thought he actually looked pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. That's a, that's a promising sign. If I'm not going to say corner, I, I, I think it's your O line uh, still. Yeah. I still think getting better in your, in the run game up front is, is vital to beating a Wake, to beating a Clemson, to beating an NC State, they're they're going to be a different test than what we've seen thus far. Um, so we'll see. Is the offensive line your answer? Or you got something different? Yeah, mine is offensive line. I was I'm kind of worried that if you play a team that you know has has good corners um, and uh, they're able to stack the box, it just didn't feel like you were able to generate a running game um yeah against a team that you should be able to run on whether or not they stack the box you should at least be able to consistently kind of move the football um so i i i'm kind of worried about that uh but as long as you have jordan travis i think that that problem is kind of mitigated he you know yeah but to to give them credit like you were saying i thought the pass blocking was was phenomenal and i think a lot of that has to do with Jordan Travis, do you do you guys a favor? Go back and watch the the Miami game again. Um, you'll see a totally different offensive philosophy. Uh, their quarterbacks don't don't adjust to pressures. So Middle Tennessee State was able to kind of throw whatever they wanted at them, and they weren't adjusting. They weren't putting their offensive line in good position to succeed. And 
uh, they were getting sacks because of it. And so, uh, I mean, that's the difference between a, to a offense that's cohesive um, and one where, you know, Jordan Travis is able to diagnose and set protections on his own versus one that that's not. So uh, I thought, I, I think that is the most underrated part of his game and something that, uh, I mean, you're seeing it in this offensive line outperforming them themselves in the sack category because they're being put in a position to succeed because the quarterback knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at it here. I'm looking at the stats. Um, Florida State had 35 rushes on the night. They had 13 that were considered successful uh, on game on paper. So, yeah, I mean – 22 unsuccessful runs. Uh, yeah, that's not great. Uh, but again, I do think it's important to talk about that uh, BC played with an eight-man box quite a bit. Yeah. And you're going to struggle to run on an eight-man box. Um, so I think that that's we'll, – we'll see where that goes moving forward. I do think they've had better nights running the football over the last couple of weeks. It has – I didn't think they ran it great against Louisville. I didn't think they ran it great tonight. But they did find time, you know, they did find chunk runs on the evening, which was important. Um, did, did Dilly not teach that, or is Tokar just a better coach? I mean, Dilly taught that stuff. I don't want to bash Kenny Dillingham. It's not fair. I've heard some things. I'm a big fan of Tony Tokar's. I think that it was a good move uh, getting him in coaching quarterbacks. We'll, we'll kind of see. Look, you know, Kenny, Kenny's a, Kenny's rising pretty fast. I mean, his name's being brought up for Arizona State for the Arizona State job. He's the offensive coordinator at the at Oregon for a reason. So, not not gonna not gonna bash Kenny. That's not fair to do. How bad is the O line missing? Bless. I don't I don't think they're missing him. I think it would be helpful just because of all the injuries they've got to have him in there. But uh, I mean, I think Jazz has played good in spurts. I think we might see when Robert Scott gets back, whenever that is. We might see um, Darius Washington getting some more burn at off of the tackle and maybe moving Jazz back inside. Uh, I thought Darius played pretty well on the, for the most part tonight. I, I'm curious to watch him on uh, on the free watch. Um, yeah, another great game from the transfers. Just trying to go through the chat, see if there's anything in there. If you guys have any questions for us, we're going to get out of here in maybe two or three minutes. I want to get to what she, yeah, all right. Everybody's been talking about Miami. That was beautiful. Middle Tennessee State just walked the dog on them in front of 50 people, 50 friends and family. Um, That was beautiful to see. I didn't actually get to watch the game. Uh, Took, went out, went out to dinner with, uh, with some family. Um, I, I got to watch a lot of it. Miami looked terrible. They benched Tyler Van Dyke. Um, at, at one point and the backup came in and looked all right. And then he was making the same mistakes Van Dyke was making. Um, yeah, they were just getting whipped like on both sides of the ball just yeah. looked terrible. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's I, the Mario effect. I expect them to come out and play hard against Florida state. I mean, it's a rivalry game. They'll, they'll figure something mm-hmm. out. Um, but yep. man, if they don't look bad right now and, and I, I think Florida, Florida plays better than they are. Um, yeah. on the other side of the coin. I th- I think they're not a very good team, but they play better than they are. And so that's 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 an interesting thing. I, I think they're going to struggle in their schedule this year. I think, you know, <laughs> LSU is probably going to walk all over them. But um, <laughs> uh, 
yeah, so Florida State next game is Wake Forest mm-hmm. on Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah, Tuesday morning. We're gonna be putting out a, a game uh, review where we're gonna watch through the 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 condensed version of the game. We're gonna give our thoughts. We're gonna break down uh, important plays, kind of get our thoughts, kind of on how the offensive line played, yep. uh, and take a closer look at some of these these performances. So if if you are interested in kind of taking more, more of a deep dive in there with us and kind of seeing what we can extrapolate from this from this beatdown. This is this is what Florida State should do against Boston College. This is what yeah, I agree. Florida State needs to do. So I think we should be excited. We, sh- we shouldn't be taking this this win for for granted. Um, and I think there there are areas that need work from this. If you're going to show up and you're going to beat Wake Forest, who's got a top ten offense in the country, they they put up they put up what thirty something points 40 something points on yeah a very talented mm-hmm. clemson defense yeah an elite front an elite an elite defensive front in in clemson yeah so all right we're gonna call it a night uh, it's 45 minutes of instant reaction for those of you that didn't love how excited we were i mean it's 11 30 it's been a long maybe's got, got like 17 kids and 45 <laughs> chickens running around he's a tired yeah, got- man I got He's two, probably I got in a different. Two, I got two under five. It is what it is. I'm pumped as hell. And I was here yesterday rocking, the, in rocking the FSU jersey. I'm giving you everything I got three or four times a week on videos. Um, no, I know Maximus. We, we're talking about a couple other haters that were in the chat tonight. Uh, we love the hell out of all you guys. There's 367 of you in here right now at midnight. Please be sure to like and subscribe uh, to the Knowles 24-7 YouTube channel. The X's and Knowles YouTube channel. If you're not a member over at Knowles, Knowles 24-7, there's going to be a boatload of coverage, especially in recruiting. Um, and frankly, if you want fluff and nonsense, there's places out there for that. We're going to give it to you real. We're going to give it to you honest all the time. We're never going to BS you. Uh, again, love you guys. Thank you for coming out and, and watching our instant reaction. This should be up on the pod tomorrow if you are a listener. Um, All right, yeah. Go Knowles, 44 to 14. Peace.